Hello, and welcome to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists. We are a vibrant liberal religious community that treasures diversity, practices justice, and teaches love and respect for everyone. We grow spiritually through worship, shared learning and service and relationships that go deep. As we say each Sunday, whoever you are, whomever you love, whatever your image of the holy, your presence here is a gift. All are worthy, all are welcome. Okay, good morning, everyone. I'm Ben Thacker Gwaltney. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist online worship service today. Our greeter is Karen Eversole, and our guest speaker today is Matt Meyer, whom I'll introduce momentarily. If you're on Zoom at this time, you might wanna to change to speaker view so that you'll have a better view of whoever is speaking. And our AV technicians will be muting and unmuting you as needed. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wu.org to download a copy. You'll find the link right next to the Zoom and YouTube links. And if you're visiting today, I, we invite you to share your name in the chat if you'd like and anything you'd like us to know about you. We also invite you to fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org, right underneath the link to download the order of service so that we can connect with you later. At the end of the service, you're welcome to join in a small group conversation, especially for newer folks. We are glad you're here. We're also gonna have other breakout groups right after the service for anyone who wants to talk about the sermon. They'll be facilitated and all are welcome. The only announcement I have uh, this morning is we'd like to thank everyone who organized a beautiful fundraiser with Dave Robbins last night, and especially thank our extraordinary musician, Dave himself. It looks like we had between 85 and 90 folks attending. And as of last night, we had raised over $9,500 for WUU. And um, word is from Dave Banks, he thinks we'll break 10,000 by the, by the end of things. So now to introduce today's guest speaker. Matt Meyer is a lifelong Unitarian Universalist with a long background as a musician and a worship leader for, w for UU congregations. Matt lives in Boston, but travels as an itinerant worship leader, bringing the good news of Unitarian Universalism to hundreds of congregations all over the country. He serves as the Director of Operations for Sanctuary Boston, a contemporary UU worship community with rockin' music and engaging worship. Matt is also a founding organizer of the UU Song Leaders Convergence, a gathering for all UUs who love community singing to share skills, best practices, and of course, songs in order to build a more musical movement together. Matt's children's story, Desmond Gets Free, will be published as a book next month by Skinner House Press. If you'd like to stay in touch and get the info on that book, you can sign up for his email list, which Dave Wilcox just shared in the chat box, along with other information about Matt. And now our prelude.
Very nice. Thank you, Matt. Again, welcome everyone. We're happy that you've joined us via live stream audio or video or Zoom. Whether you've some come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here, even if we can't see each other physically. If you're a visitor, we offer you a special welcome and a warm thank you for joining us online today. And now I'd like to invite you to join in saying our welcoming words. And as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. These words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison together. Folks on Zoom will unmute you so that you can hear each other. Come, 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 whoever you are, whoever you love, whatever you are, your presence here is here. All are welcome. And now our opening hymn is Blessed Motion by Annie Zilstra and will be led by Matt. The song was written by Annie Zilstra after being inspired by reading the words of Martin Prechtel, who spoke of what it was like to survive an earthquake in Guatemala. Prechtel spoke of what it was like to see the ground beneath his feet, that which had always been so permanent and so solid, suddenly rise up in motion. And he said, the myth of believing in solid ground is a myth believed by those that live on the earth rather than as a part of it. I know that for most of the last year now, I feel like I've been constantly searching for some sense of grounding, even as the ground beneath my feet is constantly shifting and in motion. So if that's been true for you as well, I invite you into the spirit of this song to be in motion with the earth and together. There's a low part and then a high part that's call and response. I invite you to sing along with whatever part you like best or go ahead and make up your own. This is yours to do. For all of our music this morning, I invite you to sing out even though you're muted. Just because we can't hear each other doesn't mean we can't sing together. It doesn't mean we can't breathe together in rhythm. I believed in solid ground. Until I saw the earth in motion In the winds of steady change And the ever-rolling ocean Until I saw, until I saw the, the earth, earth 
worship today is goes by the name of Invitation to Brave Space by Mickey Scott Bay Jones. Together, we will create brave space because there is no such thing as a safe space. We exist in the real world. We all carry scars and we have all caused wounds. In this space, we seek to turn down the volume of the outside world. We amplify voices that fight to be heard elsewhere. We call each other to more truth and love. We have the right to start somewhere and continue to grow. We have the responsibility to examine what we think we know. We will not be perfect this space will not be perfect. It will not always be what we wish it to be, but it will be our brave space together and we will work on it side by side. Now it's time for our chalice lighting. If you would join me in saying the words to light our chalice as we highlight the Swetnam Berlin family today. If you have a chalice or a candle handy nearby, please go ahead and light it now. And again, we'll unmute you and say the words that are posted in the chat in unison. <clears throat> We light this chalice for the warmth of love, the light of truth, the energy of action, harmony of peace, peace in our hearts, peace in our community, Now our wisdom story with Matt Meyer. Gosh, I love the rhythm of all of those voices together. What a joy. This is a story about Desmond the mouse. Now, Desmond lived in the most beautiful meadow in all of the land. Every morning, Desmond would awake with the sunrise and spend the day playing in the meadow. And every evening, he would go to sleep under the beautiful starry night. One night though, Desmond awoke to find that it was still dark out. He tried to get comfortable, to roll over, to go back to sleep, but something wasn't right. His tail was throbbing. He was uncomfortable. Feeling behind him, he realized that he was, he was stuck somehow. He felt behind him and there was some kind of huge boulder that had pinned his tail to the ground right there in the middle of the meadow. 
he started to panic and he pushed on the boulder as, as hard as he could and he pulled on his tail and he pushed and pulled and pulled and pushed, but it was no use. He was stuck. He started to get a little worried, but just then he saw a giraffe passing by through the meadow. Good news, he thought. He called out to the giraffe. He said, it seems some boulder has fallen just on my tail in the middle of the meadow. I wonder if you could just nudge it a few inches in the other direction so I could get free. Well, the giraffe laughed at Desmond the way giraffes do. You silly mouse. That's no boulder that's fallen on your tail. That's an elephant that has fallen asleep on your tail in the middle of the meadow. Well, even better news, thought Desmond. If you could just wake up the elephant gently and just ask it to roll over a few inches in the other direction, I could go free. I don't know about that, said the giraffe. You know what they say about letting sleeping elephants lie. I find it's best not to get involved in other animals' business. I find it's best to remain neutral in times like this. Well, said Desmond, I do not appreciate your neutrality. The giraffe wandered off, and Desmond tried calling out to the elephant to wake it up. He called out as loud as he could, but his little mouse voice was just too small and too far away from those giant elephant ears on the way other side of that giant elephant body. Again, he tried pushing on the elephant. He tried tugging on his tail and pushing and tugging and tugging and pushing, but it was no use. He was stuck. Just when he had about given up, he saw a gazelle wander by. Good news, he thought. Oh, gazelle, he called out. It seems that this elephant has fallen asleep just on my tail in the middle of the meadow. If you could wake it up and ask it to roll over just a few inches in the other direction, I could get free. I don't know about that, said the gazelle. You know what they say about letting sleeping elephants lie. I find it's best not to get involved in other animals' business. I find it's best to remain neutral in times like this. Well, the gazelle wandered off and Desmond said almost to himself this time, I do not appreciate your neutrality. One last time, Desmond tried to push on that elephant and tug on his tail and push and tug and tug and push as hard as he could. And when he had just about given up for the final time, he saw another animal wander by through the grasses, this time a mouse. He called out and the mouse ran over and introduced himself. My name's Nelson. What seems to be the problem? Well, this giant elephant has fallen asleep just on my tail in the middle of the meadow. If you could just wake it up and ask it to roll over a few inches in the other direction, I could get free. I'm on it, said Nelson. Nelson, almost as sooner than Desmond had finished talking, was running all the way around to the other side of that giant elephant body and shouting out to those giant elephant ears. Excuse me, it seems you've fallen asleep just on my friend's tail in the middle of the meadow. If you could just wake up and roll a few inches in the other direction, he could get free. But it was no use. Even on the other side of that giant elephant body, Nelson's little mouse voice was just too small. The elephant didn't budge. Its ears were all the way up still on the, the other side of that giant elephant head. So Nelson ran back to Desmond and he said, I think I've got an idea. Don't move. Okay, said Desmond. Nelson disappeared off into the grasses and came back a little while later. And this time he had brought all kinds of other mice with him. Nelson had found three mouse friends, and each of them had found another three mouse friends. The whole group of them ran over to the other side of that giant elephant body, and one by one, each mouse crawled up on the shoulders of the other to form a whole mouse ladder right up the back of that giant elephant head. Eventually, Nelson 
crawled up slowly and carefully upon the shoulders of his fellow mice one by one until he was able to stand right at that giant ear and shout right down into it so he could not be ignored. Excuse me, he says. It seems that you've fallen asleep just on my friend's tail in the middle of the meadow. If you could just roll over a few inches in the other direction, he could get free. The elephant was so uncomfortable at such a loud noise right in his ear that he said, Ahem. and then he rolled over just a few inches in the other direction. Nelson ran back down to the ground and joined Desmond and all the other mice who spent the whole rest of that day playing together in the beautiful meadow. Archbishop Desmond Tutu has said, if you say you are neutral in situations of injustice, you are a liar for you have already taken sides with the powerful and with the oppressor. He says, if an elephant stands on the tail of a mouse, the mouse will never appreciate your neutrality. As Unitarian Universalists, we are people of justice, people of peace, but sometimes that means we are called to take sides, to take sides for justice and equity, to take sides for compassion. We're called to side with love, to make this the kind of world that we want to live in together. May it be so, and may we make it so. Thank you, Matt. And now we'll uh, engage in a time of meditation and prayer spoken and silent. We invite you to join in. On this day, we hold much in our hearts. There's much that is weighed on us, much uncertainty about the future, fears for loved ones, for ourselves, for our community, for our world. And yet in this moment, may we remember and celebrate what remains. All the new possibilities that are coming into being, all that lifts us up and refreshes the joy in our heart. May you be brave enough to expose your woundedness and reveal your vulnerability. May you speak your deep truths, knowing that they will change as you do. May you sing the music within you, composing your own melody, playing your song with all your heart. May you draw, paint, sculpt, and sew, showing the world your vision. May you love even though your heart breaks again and again. And until the end of your days, may your life be filled with possibilities and courage. May it be so. And now holding all these loved ones and cares and joys in your heart, I invite you to add your own silent prayers and meditations.
Amen, sadhu, and blessed be. Now join together in our centering hymn, More Waters Rising by Sorrow Lynch Thomason, led by Matt Meyer. This song written by Sorrow, who's a climate justice activist in Appalachia, speaks to the crises of our time. And like the best music, for me at least, and like the best faith communities, I think, calls us not to turn away from the crises in front of us, not to ignore the difficulties we face as a community or as a society, but to acknowledge them honestly and openly and face them together. I invite you to sing along at home. There are more waters rising, this I know, this I know. There are more waters rising, this I know. There are more waters rising, they will find their way to me. There are more waters rising, this I know, this I know. There are more waters rising, this I know. There are more fires burning, this I know, this I know. There are more fires burning, this I know. There are more fires burning, they will find their way to me. There are more fires burning, this I know, this I know. There are more fires burning, this I know. There are more mountains falling, this I know, this I know. Each Sunday, we make an offering from the bounty we're blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you're joining us for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish, and also know that your presence is gift enough. This week's offering goes to the Minister's Charitable Giving Fund. Your gift will help people in our congregation and in the larger community who need short-term help paying rent, 
and other essential expenses. With your gifts, you're sheltering homeless families, paying utility bills in the cold of winter, and offering hope in times of despair. If you'd like to give through our website, please visit wuu.org and click on Give Online to WUU. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. It's there in the chat, 757-500-0688, and follow the prompts from... Or if you prefer to give by check, please mail your check to WUU 3051 Ironbound Road, Williamsburg, Virginia, 23185. And I have word from Dave Banks about the Piano Dave fundraiser uh, from our announcements earlier, that the channel is open for giving until next Sunday. Uh, the link is posted there in the chat. And also, there's an amazing auction of Piano Dave's performance pieces, another part of the fundraiser. Um, and you can also help Dave pick pieces to play in church in coming months. That's also open until next Sunday. And we have a goal of $17,000 we'd like to raise in total. So we have a ways left to go. Feel free to pitch in there on that link. Our offertory today will be led once again by Matt Meyer. Oye, mi gente, traemos la fuerza. La libertad es la única bandera. Oye, mi gente, traemos la fuerza. Listen, my people, we bring the power. La libertad es la única bandera. Liberty is the only flag. Oye, mi gente, traemos la fuerza. La libertad es la única bandera. Listen, my people, my condor, my eagle. No human being can ever be illegal. Listen, my people, my condor, my eagle. No human being can ever be illegal. Oye, mi gente, traemos la fuerza.
Well, it's so good to be with you all again, even in this odd new way of being together. I start about just every day with a to-do list, a list of things that I'm trying to prioritize, the urgent things as well as the important things, although they're not always the same. Usually my list is scribbled on a little post-it note in the corner of my desk. And to be honest, between you and me, it is usually an overly ambitious list. One of the things that I put on the list all the time, but that I seldom cross off by the end of the day is making time for writing. The thing is, being a writer is important to me, but I struggle to make time for it. It's not that I'm not dedicated to making time for it. It's just that I get distracted. I'm dedicated, so dedicated that every day I put it on the list and so dedicated that every day I read books about writing and collect quotes and collect prompts so that when I do write, I'll have lots of ideas for it. I'm so dedicated that every day I work hard on other tasks and other pressing commitments so that I'll have lots of time to write. I'm so dedicated that surely one of these days I will start writing. One of my favorite authors, Anne Lamott, talks about this, about how hard it is, in fact, to just sit down and put your butt in the chair and write. She says, the discouraging voices will hound you. This, this is all piffle, they will say. And they might be right. What you are doing may just be practice, but practice is how you're going to get better. Some of the best writing advice I ever got was from a workshop teacher who said, for now, take a few minutes and don't write, but just write what you would write if you were going to write. I sometimes feel like in all the years since I've gotten that advice, I haven't written anything since, but I have written a lot about what I would write if I did write. You might call this the practice of practicing, learning how to practice. The problem with creative endeavors, whether they be writing or music or justice seeking, is that the end product we might imagine for ourselves can just feel so far from where we're starting. The final product we imagine can just feel too unimaginably far from our first ugly draft. This is the problem of perfectionism. And the demons of perfectionism, they stand in the way of good writing, just as they stand in the way of creative risk-taking in general. And this is unfortunate because we know that creating a life for yourself that doesn't exist yet, a life you've imagined for yourself, requires some creative risk-taking. Just these days, being your best self every day in uncertain and anxious times requires setting aside those discouraging voices that hound us. And certainly, even today, even after the inauguration, even with 2020 behind us, imagining a world of true justice and equity and compassion still feels so far beyond any horizon we can see. It means setting aside those voices that say your efforts are just piffle. When the demons of perfectionism show up like this, I try to practice the practicing of showing up for myself and for others. Musicians know something about showing, about showing up to practice. One of the requirements for all students at Berklee College of Music, where I attended in Boston years ago, is four semesters of ear training. Now, ear training is learning to sight sing music just by reading the notes on a page or learning to write down the notes on paper just by listening to a song. Now, when I began school, I certainly knew that there were people who are capable of this kind of magic, but it seemed like some kind of Harry Potter nonsense to me. Like you may as well ask me to sit at my desk and turn the desk into a toad using my conductor's baton. I remember the first day of my first ear training class there was a sort of nervous silence among us students. Silence actually except for one student who was quite loud in his nervousness. There was one student in our class who in the first few minutes of the very first class on the very first day of college raised his hand and interrupted the teacher. He wanted to share that he was worried the class would be too advanced for him. 
he wanted to make it clear that he knew not a single thing about ear training. Now, the teacher kindly paused his introductions to respond. The teacher explained that we had all taken entrance exams and he was sure we'd all been placed in the appropriate class. The teacher tried to continue, but was interrupted again. Well, said the man, is this the very lowest class? Because I need to be in the very lowest class. You could tell the teacher looked around the room a little sheepishly at this point, not really wanting to answer that, yes, we were in fact a class of the very lowest students. He said, well, it is ear training 101, uh, so it is the lowest. He said, there is, I guess, a class for people that have previously failed this class, but you all are just about the lowest. Now, some of the other students giggled a little bit at this man's anxieties. I actually felt kind of glad to hear that someone was questioning what felt like the absurd notion that sight singing even could be taught. I don't know what happened next for that student, but he never came back to our class. Not because anything we did on that first day was in fact too hard for him, I'm sure of it, but I think he lacked a belief that improvement was even possible. I kept going though, thinking that if other students, generations of students in fact, had done this before, it must be possible somehow, even if I personally couldn't see the way forward and I made a commitment to at least practice the material. I've always remembered this other student though, who gave up before he started. It's not just that he didn't try to become a master at ear training, it's that he didn't even try the practicing of it, which always struck me as the real loss. When the discouraging voices hound me, I sometimes think of him and I remind myself that maybe for now, the work I'm doing is just practice. But practice is how I'm going to get better. This last year has been a year of constant adaptation for so many of us, of the ground constantly shifting beneath our feet. I expect the next year will be similar in different ways, hopefully maybe better ways, but certainly it we can expect a year of more adaptation, a year of learning new roles, of learning new ways to be together, of forging new creative possibilities for community, for justice, for equity and compassion. Last year, in addition to such devastation, was also a year of uprisings and a year of imagining new possibilities and a year of calling for change. I hope that next year will be so as well. I know that we all have some new roles to practice these days as we find new ways to be together. Musicians know something about practicing, about finding new ways to be together, about learning new skills and learning new tunes. Musicians know as well as anyone that the muscle, that muscle memory is very real, that consi consistent practicing changes the very structure of our brains, rewiring our circuitry, forging new connections and new possibilities. No one is born a musician. Musicians are just the ones that learned how to practice. Even songbirds need elder birds to sing to them and teach them their tunes. Practice doesn't make music perfect, but it makes music possible. And so dear ones, let us practice the practicing, showing up for ourselves and others to build that new world of justice and equity and compassion. Practice won't make the world perfect, but it makes a better world possible. Someday I want to be a true expert in justice and compassion. Someday I want to be well-practiced at creating that brave space, even when there's no such thing as safe space. Someday I want to be masterful at amplifying the voices that fight to be heard elsewhere. Someday I want to be part of transforming our so-called justice system that has hurt so many so deeply. These are daunting tasks to be sure. But on most, and on most days, learning to transcribe a symphony seems more manageable to me. 
but that's okay. Because for now, I don't have to do all of those things. I just need to practice doing what I would do if I were doing them. And so, dear ones, don't promise to be your best self today. Just be the person you would be if you were practicing being your best self. Don't try to rebuild a new world in the image of love this week. Just practice doing what you would do if you had committed to such things. You have the right to start somewhere and continue to grow. We all have the responsibility to examine what we think we know. And so let us start together, let us grow together, and let us practice together. May it be so. Amen. Our closing song is, Let the Life I Lead Speak for Me. I originally learned of this as a traditional Irish folk tune, but it seems like it might have actually come from a 70s R&B group. Either way, I invite you to sing along.
Let the life I lead speak for me. Now let us say the words to extinguish the chalice. And we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. We'll paste the words in the Zoom chat. And again, we'll do this all together in unison. We extinguish this flame, but not the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. Beloveds, don't promise to be your best self today. Just be the person you would be if you were practicing being your best. Don't try to rebuild a new world in the image of love this week. Just practice what you doing what you would do if you had committed to such beautiful things. You have the right to start somewhere and continue to grow. And so let us start together and grow together and let us practice together. Go in love, go in peace, and go and be blessed as you are a blessing to others. Amen. <laughs>